Welcome to this week's episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. On this week's episode, we look into how Generation Z is f***ing things up around the Middle East and what effect this is having on geopolitics. Let's get started. In September of 2022, protests began in Iran after a young Iranian woman, Masa Amini, was arrested by the so-called Iranian morality police for wearing her hijab or head covering incorrectly. The story is that a small part of her hair was showing in public, which is against the law in the Islamic Republic of Iran. While in custody, Amini was harmed and died for the crime of accidentally showing her hair. Following her death, protests began against the morality police and by extension the Islamic leadership. Protests have been raging in Iran for over one month, mostly led by the women of Iran who have been openly defying the law, showing their hair and burning their head coverings in the streets. Never before have we seen this type of action against the Islamic regime, with the burning of the effigies of the leadership. Iran has had a difficult time trying to put down these protests. They have tried a number of their old tricks like censoring the internet for their citizens, arrests and death sentences for protesters, and killing of people in the streets. Sadly, some victims are even young children. The killings appear to only make protesters more absolute in their beliefs and continue to protest. What we have seen in these protests is even though there is a wide variety of people who have come out to protest, both men and women, old and young, with people from all backgrounds. However, what is most notable is the actions of Generation Z, or Z. These protests are fueled by Gen Z, who use technology to thwart the internet blackouts and inspire others to protest. This is possibly because many of the people who are protesting today were not actually born when the last revolution happened, which got them into this situation in the first place. In the 1970s, Iran had its Islamic Revolution, which was a series of events that culminated in the overthrow of the Pahlavi dynasty under the Shah Mohammad Reza Pahlavi and the replacement of his government with an Islamic Republic under the rule of Ayatollah Khomeini, a leader of one of those factions who led the revolt. Once the country of Iran became the Islamic Republic of Iran, the laws began to change and became more conservative. In addition, the foreign policy towards the West, Israel, and other Middle Eastern Arab countries, those who do not subscribe to the Shia branch of Islam, became incredibly hostile. In addition to implementing harsh Islamic laws and punishments to their own citizens, a great deal of time and money is spent by the Iranian regime to promote terrorism against its enemies around the world. Iran supplies financial support and weaponry to their proxies like Hezbollah in Lebanon, Hamas and Palestinian Jihad in Gaza, the Houthi rebels in Yemen, and numerous groups in Bahrain, Iraq, and Syria. The regime's main goal is to destabilize the region and antagonize their enemies while being able to keep their support at arm's length and claim innocence for their actions. Supplying weapons to groups and claiming that they weren't in order to avoid international sanctions. Following the establishment of the Islamic Republic, Iranians settled for years under the oppressive regime. That is, until now. Generation Z is leading the fight for the new revolution. It appears that this generation has had the strength and courage to stand up against the seemingly insurmountable forces that they face. Part of me wonders if the reason why we've seen Gen Z stand up against the repressive regime is because they are so young and have no memory of what it was like during the last crackdowns following the Islamic Revolution. Does this give them the ability to be fearless in the fight against the government? Is it their fearlessness that is to inspire those older people who may remember the events of retribution from the past, but ignore them in support of the growing momentum to shake off this repression 
that they've lived under for years. The distancing we see from the past that's going on in Iran today, we've seen in other regions. When we come back, we will look into another group of Gen Z who have not experienced issues of the past and are using that ignorance, not for good, but to harm themselves and others. We will be right back on the Jewish Diaspora Report. In our last segment, we saw how young people from Iran have ignored events of the past in order to overcome the repressive regime that has plagued their people for generations. We see the same thing happening today in the West Bank and in Israel. This past week, the world saw one of the first terrorist bombings in Jerusalem in a very long time. Many Israelis are feeling like this is the 2000s all over again, when the Israelis faced the Second Intifada, an armed revolt by the Palestinian terrorist organizations with aims to attack and kill as many Jewish civilians as possible on the streets of Israel. This was an attempt to force change or scare Israelis into submission. Many Gen Z Israelis were children or not even born during the Intifada, and many have not experienced it outside of stories they may have heard from families and friends. On the other side of the conflict, many Gen Z Palestinians in the West Bank towns were also not alive during the Second Intifada. They did not experience the harsh crackdown against terrorism in the West Bank, a pre-checkpoint and security wall type of life. What I'm sure the older generations of Palestinians know, and the young Palestinians don't, is what life was like before, during, and after the years of death and destruction on both sides. For more information on the Intifada and the Palestinian Intrafada, the murder of Palestinians by Palestinians, check out our podcast, Globalize the Intifada Movement. Some arguments can be made that life since the Intifada has become better, and others can argue that life has become worse for Palestinians living in the West Bank. Following the added checkpoints and security walls that had been added in order to end all suicide bombing, we have seen the Israelis and Palestinians slowly improve the lives of Palestinians. We have seen an increase in work permits for Palestinians who are seeking to work in Israeli territory. We see the Israeli security forces allowing Palestinian security forces to control their own areas. We have seen change in policy from armed resistance to what Mahmoud Abbas, the leader of the Palestinian Authority, calls peaceful resistance. Although not perfect by many standards, this was an improvement from the past during the worst of the conflict. However, we have recently seen a younger generation who has only known this current situation turn back to terrorism to try and improve their lives. The Palestinian Authority, the official government of the Palestinian people in the West Bank, has slowly lost control over major areas of their own territory. The old big names of Palestinian terror have been left behind as Gen Z picks up the cause of terror. This new group of Palestinian terrorists, who call themselves the Lion's Den, have grown exponentially, turning young people to a life of terror. For more information on this current situation, check out our podcast called The Quiet Palestinian Civil War. The current leadership of the Palestinian Authority, who's losing his grip on power to a growing terrorist faction, has called off all elections in the territories and ruled unelected since his election in the early 2000s. No doubt this has created bitterness in the eyes of the younger generations of Palestinians that have only known him as a leader and the current situation that they're living under. Unfortunately, rather than holding their own leadership accountable for any lack of improvement to their lives, they have resorted to an old tactic, blaming and attacking the Israeli state. We have seen many young people turning to random attacks on Israeli citizens as suicide missions, but it was not until this week that we saw an old tactic of using explosive devices. Sadly, we have seen this story played out before. As the security threat grows and the Palestinian Authority is unable or unwilling to deal with the issue, Israel will be forced to step in and protect its citizens from harm. 
we'll be reverting back to a time where Palestinians and Israeli lives were filled with death and destruction. I feel that this latest generation of young Palestinians are, to their own detriment, ignoring the past and falling into the same trap as their predecessors. They are clearly unaware of what life was like during those days of the Intifada and are wanting to do the same thing again. Unlike the younger generations in Iran, who are ignoring the past to overcome the fear and fight their own government for better treatment through peaceful protests, the Palestinian people are ignoring their past mistakes to harm civilians, like the 16-year-old Canadian boy who was killed this week in Israel, which will inevitably only lead them to losing the small amounts of freedoms that their earlier generations had gained following the last armed struggle. If the history will be our guide, this will not end well for the Palestinians or the Israelis. When we come back, we will look at the younger generations of Israelis and how they're using their political power to affect change. When we come back on the Jewish Diaspora Report. In our last segment, we looked at younger Palestinian people and how they're responding to growing up in a post-Intifada era. But how are their counterparts changing the country of Israel? Recently, Israel has been struggling politically with numerous attempts to form workable governments. In Israeli politics, no one party gets enough votes to have a majority, and therefore similar parties will have to work together in order to create a coalition that holds the majority of votes in the Knesset. In the latest election, the Israelis saw the regaining of power by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, a sometimes controversial political figure. He was recently removed from power by a coalition of a more moderate group, trying to share power for the sake of a stable government. After this government failed, the Israelis went back to the ballot boxes again and gave Netanyahu another mandate, with the help of some harder-lined conservative parties. According to exit polls, it appears that Gen Z of Israel has pushed the conservatives over the top with a win in this last election. There is some debate on why this may be. However, there can be two explanations for this. Firstly, it is very often the case that the Orthodox population of Israel have more children than the secular population. This would mean that for each generation, the Orthodox young people will have many more voters than the last. And these Orthodox young people tend to vote for the religious conservative parties, the parties that have partnered with the coalition Netanyahu government. Secondly, there is historically some connection between the rise of terrorism in Israel and the move towards a more hawkish government, seen as the people who are more capable of keeping citizens safe in the time of trouble. These political groups are also seen to be less likely to risk lives for peace with the Palestinians. As the Palestinian groups, like the Lion's Den, aim to harm Israelis, the reaction from the non-religious populations is to vote for the hawkish parties in response to an increase in terrorist threats. It appears that the post-Intifada Israeli population is taking a break from trying to make peace with the Palestinians, who appear to have lost control over their own people. Following the Oslo and Camp David peace accords, Israelis had high hopes for peace. However, decades of waiting for a willing and able partnership in the Palestinian leadership, one who can control and speak for the entire Palestinian population, the electorate has grown weary of the peace process. Israeli Gen Z seems to be less willing to hold their breath while they wait for a willing partner to end terror. I am not sure if the voting of right-wing hawkish politicians is going to lead towards or further away from peace. However, what is clear is that Israeli Gen Z is choosing security and safety. In the end, we can see that Generation Z is making big changes in the Middle East and around the world, some for the better and some, unfortunately, for the worst. We pray that the rising tensions in the West Bank and Israel get better, not worse. 
I hope that we will not see a repeat of the Palestinian Intifada that will begin by people who don't know the pain, death, and destruction that their relatives already went through when they tried this before. We do not want to see the terrible consequences on all sides, like we saw the last one had caused. Imagine if these Palestinians followed the lead of their Iranian cousins and turned this anger and frustration against their own governments and elected officials. Break down that current situation and try something new, possibly looking for peace. See how that turns out. As we all watch from afar the brave people of Iran standing up for their rights against an oppressive Islamic regime, we pray that they will receive the rights and freedoms that they and all people deserve. Another side effect of this incredible situation that is happening in Iran is that Gen Z women may also be reshaping the entire Middle East and the world as a whole. Imagine what will happen if the Islamic Republic falls at the hands of its citizens and a democracy is born. Imagine all the proxy wars in Israel and around the world that will end immediately. Imagine the threat of nuclear war against Israel and the United States being a thing of the past. Generation Z is clearly f***ing everything up. Let's just hope it's for the better by putting an end to the corrupt, repressive, and horrible regimes of the past. This has been another episode of the Jewish Diaspora Report. Don't forget to check us out on social media at jdr.podcast and check out some of our other episodes on your favorite podcast source. We'll see you next time. Thank you.